Hello, this is Diane from Diane Abroad. The show is In the Know, her podcast show. Um, I'm an international solo nomad, an author, a travel blogger, and a photographer. And I'm here to provide you writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. The music that you hear, Jazz Infusion Piece, was written for me by Raphael Javadov, an incredible Russian violinist. We thank him for that music, of course. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to In the Know. We have a special guest today, Peggy Best. Peggy was born in New York. She graduated from high school in Germany and college in Louisiana. She married in Illinois and then moved back to Louisiana. She has two sons born in Texas, one daughter born in New Mexico, and eight grandchildren. She has lived in several countries, states, and territories, including Germany, Puerto Rico, Egypt, Japan, Guam, and the U.S. What's interesting for us today is that Peggy Best is an award-winning author. She retired from teaching elementary school in Florida before pursuing a different career as an author, and we are lucky for that. She considers her first book, entitled Unsung Hero, as a tribute to her father, containing his memories of being a prisoner of war during World War II, his time in Korea, and also in Vietnam. Her second published work is Dandelion Child, subtitled A Soldier's Daughter. It tells her story of life as a child of the military during the Cold War. But she is particularly <laughs> excited about her last chapter, which explores ways her readers can help children of today's military. That's the last chapter of her book, not, of course, the last chapter of her life. Oh, gee. <laughs> Peggy Blunt, everybody has a story to tell. Her company, Peggy Best Memoirs, has been created to help others write or record their stories. Now, you'll find out more about that and how to reach her, her her Facebook page and her emails and all of that in the in the show notes. But first, let's talk to Peggy. Welcome to the show, Peggy. Thank you, Diane. And so we have a series of questions that we have agreed upon. And the first one is, I want you please to tell us about your book and about the book that we're going to talk about today, I guess, and your writing journey. The book that uh, we're talking about today is Dandelion Child, A Soldier's Daughter. <clears throat> I started writing this 30 years ago. And 30 years ago, I was doing it through therapy with my psychologist because there were some problems that I had growing up military. I went through this and she said, just start writing it. So I started writing it. Well, the book that I published and absolutely won an award for uh, is not the same as the one I started. But 30 years ago, it was important to write. I continued on and I toned it down to a wonderful book and it is available now. Dandelion Child, well, you know, we military children are dandelions. The dandelion is the flower of the military child. It was announced in 1986 by Secretary Casper, I think his name is, Casper Weinberger. Anyway, we are dandelions because the dandelion is a weed and it's blown by the wind and goes wherever it, it, it's sent. It spreads its uh, roots down and is very sturdy. It's hard to get rid of. It spreads easily. It's strong. And that's what we are. 
And it's beautiful. I love dandelions. Yeah. I remember my children, my kids used to bring, you know, used to pull these dandelions and they'd come with yes. their little hot, sweaty hands after running around right. the yard and yeah. give me a handful of dandelions. And we'd hold those dandelions underneath our chin and it made yeah. a beautiful yellow color. Yes. So yes. are they rooted and strong and blow in the wind. Yes. They're beautiful as well. Yes. So army, or not just army, military children, are called dandelion children. Even military kids don't quite know that. But we are not, you're not able to, um, well, I don't want to say contain us, but uh, we're very strong and we are very, uh, we can change easily. We can adapt um, because of all those experiences of moving. Yes, yes. And the problem for many of us is that we cannot make long-term friends because we move a lot. And my writing started by the fact that I had to keep contact of my friends. And so I wrote letters and I wrote letters to my grandmother and my grandmother always wrote back to me. And so I credit her with my love of writing. That is very sweet. And, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying, you know, my, my I wasn't a, a military, what we, what we say military brat. I hope that's right. not a but uh, my, my family moved every four years. I don't know why. Now we didn't move very far away, but we moved into another neighborhood and what happens, yeah. and I went to a different school. And as you know, what happens is you have to make friends again. And so you, so when you know you might be moving again, you invest less, I think. Right. Who did you write this book for? I started writing it for me. And then as I continued going, I thought, well, I want to write this for my family so that they'll know what it was like for me growing up. Then uh, after I was writing it more, I was writing it for the military children of today. And you know, we're at war. People don't understand that, don't realize it because we don't see it here. But there are children going to school with our children and with our grandchildren who do not have the support that um, they should have. A lot of the children now have both mommy and daddy maybe deployed at the same time. They may be uh, raised by their grandma or they may be raised by even a next door neighbor. I do know a friend that has had that happen. These children are scared. They don't know when mommy or daddy or both are coming home. They don't know if they're coming home. If they don't know how home. they're coming home. Right. Yeah. These kids need help. And my last chapter in the book tells the reader how they can help these children and I think, I think it's very important. Important for them to have the support that they need, the emotional yes. support that they need in those contacts that they, need, they, that they know they can count on. Yes. For stability. Very important. That is very important. Uh, let's take a moment. You and I met in Orlando at the Florida Writers Association meeting just last mm -hmm. October, and we kept meeting at the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> and so we kept running into one another at the elevator, and then I... Uh, ran into you at other places. And then I find out you are an award-winning writer. So tell yes. us, you have two awards for your books. Tell us about that. You know, my first book, Unsung Hero, is a book about my father. And my daddy was a prisoner of war in the Second World War. And he went to Korea and all he said was it was cold. And then he went to Vietnam and I wrote word for word what happened where he was for the Tet Offensive. So that book is a memoir, his memoir, plus biography, I researched his life, plus tributes from my family. And I didn't think anything of it. It was my very first book, and I thought, well, no big deal. 
friend of mine said, put it into uh, the Florida Writers Association competition. So I did. My goodness, I won. I was Congratulations. Shocked. Isn't that great when you don't even know how good you are, Miss Best? I was so shocked. So I won this wonderful award last year. So this year, <laughs> I said, I can't be that good. Well, so you were had, wrong again, weren't you? Wrong again. <laughs> I had dandelion child, and I went, I'll turn that into. And goodness gracious, I won. So here I am with two books under my belt, and both of them winners. Good for you. See, that's, this is just the beginning. Yes. This is just the beginning. So what are you doing now? Are, uh, you're working on several ideas for more books? Oh, yes. The book that I kind of want to, well, I've already started. I've got two or three chapters written, is about Guam. I lived on Guam for three years, not with the military, as a civilian life, and I found it a paradise. And when I moved to Guam, people said to me, well, where's that? And so I thought, well, all right. I told them, well, what city is that? What state is that in? And I thought, you know, people don't know this. Shocked me. We moved to Guam and we met the most wonderful people. And the weather is so fantastic. And the area is great. And it's full of history. I'm a history buff. And so I thought, well, I'm going to write about that. So right now I'm writing a memoir travel book about That's Guam. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. I have also, I'm a member of the DAR, Daughters of American Revolution. <clears throat> and there is a contest. So I entered the contest. And I wrote an article about um, the uh, Seneca Falls, New York, mm -hmm. uh, in 1848, I think it was, they had the first um, women's right meeting. And so I started writing about that. And then I thought, oh my goodness, this is very interesting. So I developed a character. And this is my step into uh, creative nonfiction, mm -hmm. where it could be fiction. Uh, I created a character, and I'm carrying her through entire trials that we had to get the women to vote. Of course, she's going to be too old. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's going to die before we can her. vote. But, yeah. but I'm trying to get that, that historical fiction worked cool. out. Yeah, good. Before we go to a little break, I wanted to share with the audience that Peggy and I had a little prep conversation prep, obviously, preparing for this um, recording today. And she said to me, oh, I just can't write fiction. I, you know, I just am not creative. Well, obviously, once again, it seems to me, clearly she does have an opportunity for creativity. She's probably mm -hmm. going to win another award. Man, I can learn from you, Peggy. <laughs> from you. Give yourself a little more credit. I'm eager to hear, to hear more about your, um, your plans for this, mm -hmm. for this book. I want to take a moment as we near the end of 2019 to thank all of you for listening and supporting In The Know. Thanks to you, the few years in the Know has aired has been excellent and so much fun. And now I'm expanding the episodes beyond travel, writing, and the fun and quirky topics that interest me and most important that interest you 
for 2020, I'm expanding. I'm actually enhancing the mission of In the Know to include interviews with writers and authors of fiction, nonfiction, poetry, short stories, blogging, and more. It's a way to inform and enlighten the In the Know audience and bring attention to outstanding people, their works, and also augment their marketing plans. I invite you to join me for an interview, for your very own interview. More, for more information about this, please check the show notes for this episode where you will find my email address as well as the request for interview form. Thank you so much for listening. Now, Peggy, hmm. you talked about your ideas for your books, and um, you also say that you believe that everyone has a story to tell. You have a company that will help them do that, and so tell us more about that. The company I have is, is really starting at the beginning, and I would like to help people as a writing coach. I will not write their story for them. I am not a publisher. But I would like to help people to get their stories written or recorded in some way. It's very important because um, when, we're die, when we die, so does our story. And wouldn't it be nice, wouldn't it be absolutely wonderful if you had in your house a diary from your great-great-grandma that said what it was like? I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be too. It's, it's a legacy. It's a historical yeah. Yes, yeah, very important. Yes, and think about your great-grandchild, your great-great-grandchild. Imagine what things are going to be like then. And they're thinking, well, how on earth could you live without so-and-so? My, grand my children say to me, how could you live without a computer? <laughs> Grandma, what is a typewriter? <laughs> <You know? laughs> These are things that they don't understand, but we do. And we take them for granted. Yeah, I, I love that idea. Let me digress on that. You know, I had a, when I was the president of the college uh, in Minneapolis, one of the foundation board members, his name was Wheelock Whitney, he's deceased by now. He wrote a letter to every grandchild when that grandchild was one year old. Mm. And so I don't know how many grandchildren he had, but there was a big book. <laughs> and he ended up taking those letters to his grand, to that grandchild at a year old and putting it, the handwritten, took pictures mm -hmm. of it, put it in a book. And there he had letters to my grandchildren. Right. It was, it was just so moving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what you're talking about is even beyond that. I, I just mm -hmm. think it's a great idea. And we'll, we'll find out, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of this interview, we can access that Facebook page that explains your your company and um, access you as a writer coach as well as some other things we have your photos on there and your, mm -hmm. your bio and your link to your to your facebook page we have covers of your books we will have also where you can purchase your books and so i appreciate all that information now before we close i just mm -hmm. want to know if you have any last comments that you would like to make well that's interesting it's like a last supper uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have not, no. 
I just I was just wanting to make sure that we covered everything that mm -hmm. that you right. wanted to cover in yeah. this. Interview. I I think that these books, even though people think I'm writing only for the military, I'm not. I'm writing for everybody, and I think that each one of us has to have our own ideas, and we have to make sure that they are available to other people. That's most important. That's what I want to do with my company, is try to get people to go to agree to writing even just a little tiny bit, just maybe a, a letter or a, a paragraph or just a little something. You don't have to write a book. And you know, Leave I think- something. Yeah, and you know, as we began this this interview, I asked you how you know tell us about your journey, and you said you began writing when you were thirty years ago. You be, you began writing the book in a way thirty years ago when you were in counseling. Mm -hmm. It was through the writing process that right. you were healing, right? right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. So writing mm -hmm. um, is not only a good way to leave a legacy, but it's also a way in which to get in touch with your thoughts and your feelings about yes, what's going on. Absolutely. But that is, absolutely. that is, it's so, I think it's very important and it's so rewarding. Now it can be difficult. It can be difficult, but the outcome is fantastic. Right. Thank you so much. I'm glad that we were able to quote, see one another today in this <laughs> interview. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again, and I look forward to hearing more about Guam and your historical, your historical fiction book or whatever that genre ends up becoming. Right. So thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you, Diane. Now, for those of you who want to support the In the Know show, first of all, I want to thank you for listening. And if you would like to support In The Know, you can do that by subscribing and sharing with your family and friends. And you can like this episode, leave a comment, and add a rating. And be sure to buy Peggy's books. Your support is very important to us and to the success of the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on In The Know. So long.